Welcome to Just Another Side Quest. This is a show where a couple of 30-year-olds discuss current games we're playing, thoughts on various bits of gaming news, and we'll definitely get sidetracked pretty often. We're married, some of us have kids, and a few of us work in the games industry, and a couple of us don't. We keep it casual and try to cover a wide range of games. I'm James, and in this podcast, along with Randall and Aaron, we'll be discussing several old N64 games, Legends of Runeterra, the card game, as well as Jedi Fallen Order. Thanks for being here. Hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to Just Another Side Quest. I'm Randall, and joining me tonight are... Aaron, you first. I mean... <laughs> Hi, I'm Aaron. Person, as, you as, first. <laughs> as previously said by this person... James. Sorry, okay, it, it needs to always just be me before you, apparently. Sorry, or I give you a better handoff. I just kind of looked at you and... Or, you know, we do it this way this time, and we go back to the old way, or not. Let us know uh, what <laughs> intro is. Is I'm just going to roll Ooh. with it, guys. We're just going to keep... say their name first. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's yeah. not alphabetical this way. I mean, it's just that's how I put it in the notes. But now I'm feeling bad about. It. I should have at least gone alphabetical. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next yes, week, Aaron. Time. That would put Aaron me starts. first, and I'd feel self-conscious about that. Well, we got to go alphabetical okay. next week. We're just going to flip-flop them, and we'll go Aaron, James, me. That's that's how we'll do it. Okay. Yep. And then we'll forget promptly tonight. Yep. For sure. Okay. Uh, so awesome. what, have, what have you guys been doing other than uh, practicing your intros, clearly? Yeah, <laughs> I did. I practiced all day for this intro, and I messed it up. Uh, so, you know, the few m- valuable minutes that you weren't working on, uh, you know, this specific episode, um, did you find any time in the last two weeks to play that uh, N64 that you guys uh uh, picked up tomorrow. Yeah, we did. So uh, first off, I couldn't play a lot of games. I did not realize there's a fair bit of games that need the memory pack, the little like jumper pack thing mm-hmm. that you got to put in it. So our broken one had that, and then the one we're borrowing had just the basic. Mm-hmm. And so we uh, finally, finally got around to just popping that out. I was a little scared. But I popped that out, put the new one in, and then played me some Donkey Kong 64. Classic. 64. It was, uh, I never played it back in the day. I remember the, like, platforming side-scroll Donkey Kong games. And this like one is not that. Yeah, Donkey and Kong Country, that's the uh, the 2.5D uh, yeah. side-scroller. Yeah, that, that so was So, like, weird. I remember those. I never played this, and it started up, and I'm like, what is this? This is not good. Oh, well, It felt oh, like a on Mario now. 64 ripoff. <laughs> now, now, do you mean the intro? Because if you're throwing flack at the, the DK rap, we're going to have a problem. No, no, no. That was no. great. That was wonderful. And then I, I, I did not realize there were any of these. I sat through, like, a 20-minute, not 20, it was probably five, but... Felt like 20 minutes of a, like an intro cutscene to set up this thing that I was about to play. And I'm like, uh, N64 games were all about like hitting the button and going and playing. So there I am watching some really bad graphics with King K. Rool being weird and some weird voice acting and some weird animations and a story that makes no sense other than like he's trying to blow up Donkey's Island. But mm-hmm. then he can't because they were bad at flying the ship. And then he's got to, like, capture everybody. But then 
Donkey Kong isn't captured. And then the game starts and then gives you some really basic tutorials. And uh, I kind of got bored, so I stopped playing it. <laughs> For those who aren't <laughs> familiar, back. I would actually not even liken it to uh, Mario 64 as much as I would like a really grainy Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. At least Mario kind of has some good physics and decent puzzles. This is just another rare uh, 3D platformer collectathon game. That's, yeah, like mm-hmm. I I got through all the tutorial stuff and I was like, okay, are they going to give me that like Mario 64 puzzle solving platforming? And then no, they're just like just a thousand bananas you got to go get. And there's tons of them I just can't get and I can't puzzle solve to get there. They're just like, yep, this one's blocked until you unlock this other person to do it and you're like "Ah, okay and so i stopped and instead played pokemon stadium 2 with aaron yep and very quickly stopped playing pokemon stadium (laughs) 2 because the combat is just like pokemon combat so we played the mini games and those were quite fun and quite silly it it's something I would probably still uh, pull out for a party game. Yeah, <laughs> they're like bad, but they're good. Yeah, just just enough that'd be fun, like for people to rotate in and out. It'd be easy to rotate in and out. Yeah, yeah, and the games are even more so than like the new Mario Party. They're very simple. So mm-hmm. can you can because, you explain? Because I have the original Stadium. It's actually in my hand, um, and it is. It's just a, a battler. The whole point is to import your stuff off of your Game Boy. Um, so there's mini games in the second one. You know, there was many games in the first one. Where are they? I'm just, I'm missing out. Is that where all the fun is? Uh, yes. It's where all the fun, the game of that game is now. The good thing about Pokemon Stadium 1 and 2 at the time was seeing your Pokemon in 3D. That was so cool. Um, and then you just, you did have the, like the basic battling system. But with this one, or at least with minigames, um, when you go into the main city thing, so you could go do the tournament or um, import and play Pokemon Yellow off of your game or something, um, like you would do it through that space. One of the little offshoots is minigames. So like in the menu, when you get to the city overview, just... Go around all the buildings. I had no idea. I would not have been able to find it had you not like known exactly where it was. Yes, I knew exactly where it was. Yeah. I played a lot of this game when I was a <laughs> and kid. You beat me quite a bit. And so um, the standout mini games I remember from the first one were the Rattata Race, where you had to jump over hurdles as they came. Mm. Um, so that one was basically just press A at the right time. And... I think there was a Voltorb one where it was basically don't explode, but you have to still boop. Uh, it's like a hot potato. Bar. Maybe. Yeah. And I think Lickitung, the Lickitung eating game. That one was also fun. <laughs> okay. So it sounds like you've got some party games in store for you, Randy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we did that. That was our fun little N64 game. And then Aaron pulled out one of her favorites. We talked about it last time. Ogre Battle 64. Yes. <laughs> so how would, and, how would you describe uh, this game? Because I have a passing familiarity with the uh, original, um, but this is the kind of the third 
entry into into the Tactics Ogre series. So, is, so I never played the other ones. Yeah, so the other ones are, this one. are more of a more of a like as it says a tactics game like a uh, Final Fantasy Tactics sort of a um, RPG uh, team builder sort of a sort of a thing. Is this would you call this like a turn based RPG or is this uh, more of an, an action game? You're gonna have to help me out here because being on the 64 and being somewhat 3D, uh, walk me through it a little bit. It has a little bit of that. I also didn't play Final Fantasy Tactics, so I don't know for sure what it, I'm comparing it to. Um, and so, but you don't have one team; you have an army that you're building overall. So that that have individual uh, that gets separated into units, and then you have the actual characters in those units, and then you have some specific ones that are actually named that you can't change the names for because yes, but then you have the generic ones as well, and you have the classes. That you can change their classes between. So if you want to have a sorcerer versus a dragon tamer or a berserker, you can change between those. Although they're they are gender specific. So like Can you give us a top level without getting into like specific names of yeah, unit um, groups? No, I can't. It's really hard for me to get top <laughs> level, to be honest. <laughs> James uh, might let be me try to. and I, I mean I haven't played it, but I was watching it. I was like what is this game? And I think you essentially tried to explain it like that. And I'm, I was like, I still can't picture what this game is. Um, what was the other game that you, uh, had the bloodlines and you're like trying to, Oh, what are those? Gosh, dang it. Are you talking about like a fire, fire emblem? Fire Fire emblem. emblem. Thank you. Yeah. So it is kind of fire emblem ish. Sorry. That's another tactic. Yeah. Exactly. Um, in Fire Emblem, at least the one I played, you have the the overall map, which is this like large map. So you you run around with your character, but your character is like your army as a whole, and then your army inside it has army units, which those are like in the game visualized as little platforms with like nine guys possible, and then there's like big units, so they take up more than one block of nine, mm-hmm. and so it's almost like a tabletop game where you've got you know you're pushing piles of units that are on like a block each so the unit base is always these blocks so you got one guy carrying all of that so your grand army and he's going around like a major big map and then when you enter a location much like fire emblem it then goes into a smaller map but in fire emblem the combat starts right there and then it's chess of sorts like it's all moving blocking attacking that stuff in this case, it's still out of combat, but you're in a smaller map and you're moving. Then you're, you can pick and split out from your army these specific army units and move them around this map, which looks kind of like a Fire Emblem map. But then when they hit somebody to fight, then it triggers the combat. So you're like three levels in, and then the combat's almost like an auto chess, mm-hmm. like auto battler. And you just sit there and watch them fight, and you can give them some basic like rules to follow of of who to hit first, where they should focus their energy, and and that's the I think yeah. like the game. So a difference between Fire Emblem and this one, when you're doing the second layer, basically, um, is that instead of having grids that you're playing off of, which I've seen a lot from. Um, Fire, more Fire Emblem Because you're games. in the combat, right? So at that point, it's a grid-based like combat system. Yeah. But With in this, you can... This one, it's not a grid. Yeah. You can uh, 
You can give them directions on where they should go and they'll base um, that based off of the, they'll go the way based off of the least path of resistance. Um, so sometimes if you want them to go a specific way, you have to make more smaller incremental decisions. You just for move those, them around but, though. But like you move them around more freely. Yeah. So, and then when they encounter somebody to fight, it goes into the actual battle screen yeah. and then the fight happens. Mm -hmm. So it's cool because it's all about, it's far less tactics like moment to moment in a combat situation and way more strategy, um, strategy on team building. Like it's a deck builder almost. Like a, like a Slay the Spire sort of a deck builder? Uh, no, like it's definitely like an RTS deck builder in the sense that like, okay, I'm going to go in and move with these units. Like who complements each other? How am I going to strengthen weaknesses? Like what pairs with what? Mm -hmm. And then that turns into your nine like person block. And that block is one of many in your army. So you have these individual army units. And that's like all the, the core gameplays in building one of those army units, right? Yeah. Something like that? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you have a picture of it? Or is it still just a... Kind of like like a like an isometric like uh, into the breach sort of. Um, you start with like an overworld, um, a la uh, Heroes of Might and Magic, where you have one single entity carrying an army around, and then it delves into a, a more isometric tactical like. grid. Yeah, but the tactical grid is just another map that you can freely roam about. But at that point, all of your army units are separate, and so you can run around individually. So if you're in a, I don't know, there's like a town and there's a forest, send some of your army into the forest to go like hunt for a dragon and then send the rest to your town. I think that's what I watched you do, kind of. And then you get to town with one army, and you do things with that, and then you fight a dragon with the other one. So it's like, yeah. who do I send where? And certain, so certain places you might be able to shop at if you're... But it does depend if you're in an active um, environment or if you're just like going back to a played place because um, certain things won't happen unless you go back to them. Like you can't go um, hunting to go recruit anything. What's recruiting? Sorry. You mentioned me going to go for dragons in the forest. That was me going to go recruit some dragons so like for my army. Them. You bonk them over the head and then ask them to be my army and, and there's like yes. a percentage chance that they'll say yes oh wow that's funny yeah um and that can happen like at, in on any map but it doesn't but you do have to just kind of wander not aimlessly but aimlessly uh, the game looks like some sort of mishmashed conglomeration of ideas so it's really hard to explain it because it's kind of in a weird in between mm-hmm but I get a lot of nostalgia out of it because I played this game a lot yep, when I was a kid. Playing, playing and, a fair bit today. That counts for a graphics. lot in N64 stuff is maybe it doesn't hold up, but like my wife still loves to play Donkey Kong 64, even though to James having no nostalgia for it, it's <laughs> yeah. um, not playable uh, for if you have no nostalgia, but like my wife uh, played through half of it in, you know, just a matter of a week or two. Because um, oh, wow. she played it a lot uh, growing up, so mm -hmm. and I find that ha has a lot of a uh, a lot to do with the older consoles. Is if you have 
familiarity with it before, you can put up with a lot more. I would say that the graphics on this one, because of the style is created, actually, James, you, you compared it to Heroes of Might and Magic. Yeah, where it's an old game, but the visuals don't matter quite as much. Yeah, it kind of does that Nintendo well. thing. I'm, I'm looking at yeah. uh, sprites, and the sprites actually look, uh, you know, halfway decent, uh, especially mm -hmm. for an N64. They look, you know, Final Fantasy four or seven mm -hmm. uh, levels of, uh, of, of quality. They're very smooth sprites, like they're not pixelated. Um, so I do wonder yeah. if I'm looking mm -hmm. at the Wii U uh, version, possibly. Uh, but I think it depends on not just this um, the game, but also what you're looking on looking at it from. Yeah, we talked about this in, in last depth. time. Yeah, we're on a we're still on a large flat screen. So it it is it's not where I would want it to be to be able to be like satisfied with my graphics for it, but it's definitely tolerable for me. I still can see all the information. Yeah, it's a lot of text, and then I was I was still impressed that like the characters are enough, like they push you enough into the spot where you can imagine mm -hmm. the rest of it and kind of fill in the blanks of how cool it could be with just the kind of the basics that they give you, which is here's my magics kind of in that boat. Admittedly, I got the, I was looking at it today after playing for like three, four hours. And I was looking at one of the characters. It's like, this is one of my favorite classes to develop. I should go draw it right now. Oh, Got inspired just enough from the character on the screen that I could make a fan art of it. There you go. And so there's... It wouldn't match it exactly, but it'd be fun. Is there... So there's like a, a job system and a level up system uh, for each individual uh, character then? No. Or for each hero? They, they don't have individual like requirements other than, hey, you need a certain XP to be able to... And uh, to be able to make... Uh, to level up to the next level, obviously, kind of basic things. And then different classes, if you want a character, an individual character to be in that class, you they have to meet the requirements for it. It sounds like individual characters, so level up, have their own particular, like, RPG systems? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Which is a little closer to, like, Fire Emblem. Hmm. I think what I remember from Fire Emblem is I felt more lodged into a specific class uh, system depending on which character I was looking at. And with this um, with this one, there is more freedom. Right, but still in but the yes. same vein, ultimately yes. you're fighting with a bunch of singular RPG characters. Yes. Right, well, you don't really role play a singular person in the whole army. There is one person who you are represented as. Okay, so you are actually a yes. specific person. The character's name is in. If you do the default name, is Magnus. This okay. time I went with a different name because why would I go with Magnus? Um, it's a cool name. Yeah. It is a cool name, it's but cool I played Magnus mate. a lot, and I use that name a lot. Yeah. Okay, so, so you're Magnus, and then there's just like all these other characters, and you mm -hmm. can be like, you're going to be a wizard, you're going to be a dragon tamer, and then they level up and they become that. There are select few that are characters, story specific characters that you don't get to choose the class for. Okay, but but yes, everyone part, else who does have a specific, who are not specifically named, you can have like, you have control over. What about so if we're talking about a dragon that you tamed out in the wild? I get to name it. I get a and then it levels up on its own. That dragons are stuck as a dragon and are stuck to their element. Okay. 
Uh, don't know what element is. I know, but that but, means I can't, I don't have control over what it becomes. Okay. But it still does get XP and levels up on its own. Yes. If so it's you have, because I saw your screen, like a hundred unique characters on what looked like 20 different army units. You are managing all of them. Yes. Okay. That's That explains all of the menus and yes. like systems screens that are mostly predominantly taking up yes. screen space during the game. Huh. Well, that's, that's, <laughs> this, no, no, it, that was, that was yeah, the wrong noise to make. Um, <laughs> I am actually getting a, a decent idea of it. If, if anyone out there is looking for yet another, because uh, there's not that many good ones, uh, a good crunchy, um, and th but this isn't turn-based. This is a this is a real-time battle, yeah. Or is it is it it's kind of an in between? So the uh, when you're going around the map with your in with your units, yes, that is real time. When you go into the auto chess type battling, that is turn-ish based. But you don't you don't have any control over that because it's auto chess. Okay, so that that becomes a heroes of might and magic they have an attack that they do versus mm -hmm. you choosing, um, you know, one of four, one of six attacks sort of a thing. Uh, not like heroes because you have individual control turn-based of the units. And yeah, they only have one attack, but in Heroes of My Magic, it's still like a chess game that you get. An auto chess battler is essentially you have your army and they have theirs and you hit a button and then it all just starts happening and with the only other auto chess game i've played is actually the um the league of legends, league of legends one. one but um with this one depending on where you place the unit the character within its unit it could have a different ability so uh, so i have one character who she she has magic if, and she only uses it if she's in the back line but she's if she's in the front line, she does a physical attack. So I have but that choice going into the auto chess. But once we're in the auto chess spot, I don't have control anymore. Okay, so, so it's much more army management. Yes. Yeah. So you're you make choices until the battle begins, and then the the actual fighting is done by the computer, and yes. uh, you win or lose based on what you did before you said fight. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds like a really fun. Uh, Fun one to get into the uh, so copies of this uh, on eBay. I went and looked because I wanted to see. Hey, can yep. I get in on this and play a few hours of it and really you know have have an idea uh, going in? Uh, and I'm like, well, let's look. The cheapest functional cart that I found was forty five dollars. That was the cheapest. I'm not joking. There is a a sealed uh, pack on eBay right now that is up for $5,000. They're wow. asking for a sealed what? package of this. Wait, okay, so 45 if it's opened, but if it's sealed, 5,000? Five, so, well, someone is asking $5,000 yeah, on eBay. I wonder what, um, that's pretty crazy though. Now, if you want to play this and you don't want to get an old cart, you don't have the old one, if you have a Wii U sitting in your closet. Uh, like we do. You can you can haul that out, and it is it was ported over to the Wii U in like 2010. Oh. So uh, it's like 10 bucks. If that's you know that's one way for most people to get into this. Um, if you're looking for a good crunchy 
um, multi-level uh, RPG. There we go. We got to get it for the Wii U. Then you what? can play it wherever you want within but, 10 feet of the Wii U. I bet the Wii U one got fixed on the cheats. <laughs> oh, yeah, it probably got patched. So you'll keep your exploits for the old one. Okay. Little of the exploits. Yeah, that's fair. We've been playing one other game. Mm-hmm. So that's the N64 stuff. And obviously a little bit of Apex. That's always happening. New Maps fun. It's pretty good. I think the game's in a good spot right now. Except New Maps for the audio. overwhelming. It's, and yeah. to me, it looks just a lot of the same. Sorry. Yeah, Aaron hasn't I been playing as much. <laughs> I haven't been playing been as enjoying. much to be able to get used to it. But I think when I first was started playing the game, which was when they introduced the, uh, the start, their second map, I got used to that map. I thought, like, I was able to tell different spaces easier there than it is now. That's crazy, because I think it's really distinct now. But, yeah. Um, we've got tons of audio problems right now, which is interesting. Uh, but besides that, I think the game is in a pretty good spot. I'm happy with it. Having mm-hmm. fun. Aaron and I haven't played any League of Legends since last time. Maybe once... We kind of dropped that and instead are playing uh, Legends of Runeterra. Runeterra. Yeah. And it's pretty fun. It's a deck builder. It's like Hearthstone. Um, kind of, you know. Uses based. the same characters. It's in the same realm, at, uh, same war- universe as League of Legends. Yep. So it's a lot of familiarity for us. Yeah. But it's a card game. Yeah, so we've actually been having a lot of fun with that because I never got into Hearthstone. But it's a card game. I love board games. Mm-hmm. I used to play a lot of Magic. Uh, Netrunner was my favorite. Netrunner is good stuff. Best card game. But this is actually it's really solid. It's really fun. What got you to download it? Because it was a really good for me. League really was not. I was not feeling it. But this kind of is still in League territory it's still so right games right yeah, yeah so like i like riot. playing with all the characters and the champs and stuff so it's still got some nostalgia i mean like yeah yeah and they did a good job of characters in actual league of legends kind of translate over pretty well but what what made me download you know, what it made you download it um when i first got this ipad i was just getting games and i knew they had come out with a game that was a card game um that was I knew I could play it on the iPad. Downloaded it, but I didn't start playing because um, it required you to make a Riot account, and I didn't want to do that. I was, I was, uh, I just wanted to st- go straight into it, and I was also initially confusing a Riot account with their old account system, which was how you logged into League of Legends. And my understanding was I was supposed to be able to use that League of Legends account, but I hadn't ma- um, converted it to a Riot account yet, which basically just it's an excuse for me not to have actually dived into the game then. But when okay, me and, so, but why did you start playing it? Because you and me figured out the Riot account side of it. Yeah, for League. For, for when we went back to play League. And then I was looking at it, the iPad. I was like, wait a minute. I bet I can log into this game now. It's just randomly. <laughs> yes. Like one, okay, you're just like, oh yeah, let's try. Okay, because yeah. then you started playing and I'm like, Oh, what are you playing over there? And then you're like, it's a card game. I'm like, well, that looks like Hearthstone. But it's League. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, 
and then you're like really into it. You're playing a lot of games. I'm like, mm, yes, I played check it this out. fairly solid for a whole night before yeah. James uh, jumped in. <laughs> I watched like a actually, no, I, I downloaded it mm-hmm. and it just carted me through the experience. It was perfect. I think the game's got a great like entry and onloading mm-hmm. or onboarding process for new players. Yeah. So got hooked real quick. I was like, ooh, there's some meeting mechanics here, but it's simple enough to where games are quick. Finally, Riot Games made a game that's under 10 minutes most of the time and not a stupid 30 to 45 minute monster. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've been playing it ever since. It's great. We can play a couple games together. Aaron can play at lunch. We can yep. play a little a couple games before bed, which is better than a couple games a league because then I'm pissed to go to bed. I'm like, ah, I just, ah, league, dang it. So this is much more relaxing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's... Uh, a lot harder to put down, though. It is. We might have lost a few hours of sleep on a couple nights. He says we. We. I mean, we. I then also, on a couple other nights, might have lost a little extra sleep. Uh, it's very fun. It's right up in my my wheelhouse. I missed the initial boat on Hearthstone, and then it, it got kind of bloated. It felt really hard to engage it mm-hmm. after like the second year. Um, I, and going to Hearthstone, I did try that one, and I enjoyed it, but not enough for me to stick around. Their onboarding process process wasn't as good. I think this one gives you like every mechanic that the game has they just start like carting you through hey here's a way that you can build your deck later and you don't even have to actually do that right away if you don't want to no it's just it's it's optional but it's very easy to find and which makes it even better for onboarding because then if you're getting bored of it you can you can exit it like i didn't go through the whole thing um all at once i went and did a couple then went and actually just tried playing some games against ai yeah and their ai are decent uh, so yeah, that's first off. These are like little, the little trial puzzles, puzzles kind of uh, the onboarding that we're talking about. It's not a, like a, a game. You're not playing a game of it, but they're tutorials. They're ultimately tutorials, but they show you most of the cards in the game with like a large breadth of the gameplay choices later. And specifically, they're showing you specific um, keywords that become very important for you to understand what yeah, cards do. Yeah, And the mechanics that are unique to this game versus what you might find in Hearthstone or other card games. I would say that most of the mechanics look pretty similar to other games I've played. True. With a couple, like, gimmicks to make this unique. Mm -hmm. Um, But the fact that I can engage those, see them, and kind of play with them all, or most of, right off the bat at my choosing is great at getting me into the deck building side. I'm like, oh, that's a cool mechanic. I'm going to need, like, 30 cards from this specific region to do this thing and i liked it and i got to play with it to like it mm-hmm. i didn't just get like sold the stuff i kind of got to experience it and then the ai is pretty good it's actually really good um for an initial player mm-hmm. so you can actually build a deck and throw it at the ai and have a pretty fun game still um to then go throw it at people so the deck building side i think they've done a phenomenal job of kind of getting you into it real quick and getting addicted then you're like, ooh, I need to get a few packs. Though I used to play Magic. This is far cheaper than Magic. Far cheaper to be able to like get a deck and, and play play. Yeah. So 
it's a lot of fun. That's what we've been up to. Well, anything one, else? Aaron? One one question to sweep up on that one. Um, <clears throat> so you played a lot of uh, uh, obviously a lot of League of Legends. Does that give you an edge in knowing how the um, no how, how the how the cards are going to be used or no? No, it's a no. fun like oh, of course this is the mechanic that they built for this particular character. The thing that'll give you an edge is if you've played a lot of Hearthstone and Magic and games of that ilk or like deck builders, you're just going to have the, you're kind of going to be a little more attuned to how systems interact with each other and mm-hmm. how to build a deck around that. And that's that's something that just comes from like a lot of card playing. Okay, so let's yeah. let's say I had... Uh, while you guys were talking, downloaded it and made an account and Ooh. started uh, while I was sitting here, um, I wouldn't have trouble, uh, you know, I wouldn't have any handicap from not playing more than five rounds of League of Legends. No, none at all. The okay. only thing we have over you is that we are familiar with your champion cards. and I'd even, say no, though. But that's like the visuals on the champion cards, that's all. Like, we just recognize the name of that character. Oh, I guess. And we... We can recognize, oh, hey, this makes sense that they have this other card associated with them because this is in League of Legends. You're right. That's where our advantage would come in. So we might have more anticipation of certain things because we're familiar with how that character works in this other game and how it translates to here might happen in X, Y, Z ways. I don't think that it gives me any gameplay edge over even being able to anticipate. Okay. I I don't think that that helps it at all because it, it doesn't translate into it into moves but uh, to that end though visual recognize visual recognition of all of the art is a little quicker mm-hmm. we just know what a poro is yes it's one of the is a little critter but like every card that has that art i can immediately go it's a poro and then i can i just probably i was a little bit quicker at memorizing what cards are mm-hmm. and that's something i mean there's I don't know how many hundreds of cards in the game at this point. It's been out, I think, a little under a year. I think it's under a year old. Yeah. I'd have to so it, it, it was released uh, at the end of um, April, like April 29th oh. through 30th or oh, something. Oh, wow. Okay. So like six months. Yeah, it was in um, beta before that, but that's when it went to wide release. Nice. Okay. So yeah, it's not like flooded yet, but there's still a lot of cards to have to memorize. And the fun is that you... You can enjoy the game without memorizing any of that up to a certain point. And that's kind of at that perfect point of like, am I having enough fun to dive into this? Or do I want to keep it this very basic thing I do twice a week or uninstall the app? Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I used to play the Pokemon trading card game on PC, so I'm, I'm sure I'll do great. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think actually, I mean, for you specifically, we'll probably enjoy this. I think it's really approachable. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll see. We'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you, it a uh, shot. When you get addicted and you're, you know, playing a couple hours every day or whatever, <clears throat> we can we can do some fights, throw decks I'll at let, each other. Aaron and I. I'll let, I'll let you know when you need some easy wins when you're feeling bad. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll do that for you. Yeah, so someone to test the deck. Yeah. Honestly, uh, testing the deck has I think the been the uh, best thing out of us both playing is figuring out. Like last night we were playing through and I was just having a lot of trouble identifying why my deck wasn't working. Mm-hmm. I think and I was ult- playing a, a deck that was very different 
from yours. Mine was very fast. Yours was very slow. Yeah. Eventually, was, we I I did a little bit of alterations after a while, but also had him start playing it with a different deck yeah. because I realized his deck just beat mine. Yeah, it gets stale if you're playing the same same set over and over, mm-hmm. which Magic has that problem where I build my fun deck, my friend would build his, but after like 10 games, you need a different deck to play, and that's where they get you because you just keep buying cards or whatever. Yeah. And in this one, you're freely given cards pretty quickly, and you can build a pile of decks for free without spending money. So mm-hmm. that's Legends of Runeterra. Uh, yeah. Sounds, yeah. Sounds like I'm, I'm going to have a little less free time on my hands for the next week. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, yeah, speaking of the free time you have had in the past, what have you been playing? Oh boy, I'll, I'll try and uh, burn through a little bit of little bit of everything for the last couple of weeks. Um, I am I now know that I am I am at the penultimate chapter of Star Wars: Fallen Order. I am I am almost mm-hmm. there now. Uh, oh just boy, ran out of energy last night, but I'm I'm going to try and knock it out later tonight. Um, the story just keeps getting better. Honestly. Um, that's been my feel for the last hour of gameplay is it's getting very story heavy and I've, I beat some kind of upper level bosses. The empowerment has been noticeable in the last third of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I know I've, I've heard people say they think it went really fast. Uh, for me, it's almost overstaying its welcome, but maybe that's because I went in with the expectation of it being a six hour game and I'm like nine in right now, but I've also been hoovering and and running around and I'm still having trouble with pathfinding sometimes. Uh, I've gone to a wiki, I think three or four times, uh, uh, on, this isn't too much of a spoiler on the planet of Dathomir. There's one spot where you have to like, use your force powers to pull down two different um, like awnings on opposite sides of a wall and do a, a, a run and jump and wall run from one side to the other before they pop up automatically on a timer. Um, and that was just a matter of trying and trying. And I'm like, I swear this is how they want me to do it. Watching a video, they just do it. And I'm like, I've been doing this and I try again and it just works that time, you know, the 45th time with no changes to what I'm doing just happened to make it. Um, Bummer. So yeah, I've, I've had some pathfinding issues, but it's, it's really fun. And I feel like I'm actually getting decent at it at this point. It makes you feel like a Jedi. It really does again. Cause I'm on story mode. So it just, everyone drops. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm still having a little bit of trouble, but I haven't, I'm not dying in battle. Uh, but I'm considering playing through again when I'm done uh-huh. uh, on a on a higher mode, which I never do. I never replay, especially story based games. But mm-hmm. this one might get it. Nice. Um, yeah, the story I think is better than all but the original trilogy. Like it, and maybe it's just playing it directly after Squadrons. But I'm really in the zone for star Wars right now and having Mm -hmm. these two stories, it really feels like there's a cohesive universe in a way that the latest trilogy never really like it. It was so focused in not to talk movies, but it felt so focused in on a very small group that there was no sense of scale. And these games are like, here's this thing going on over here. Here's this thing going on over here, you know, decades apart, but still, um, 
you know, still gives me a sense of, of time and place um, in a universe. And it's making me want to get Battlefront 2, which I had originally, well, I'm not giving them any money, but okay, maybe uh, get Battlefront 2 and play through just the story on that to get that last little bit of uh, of narrative. Oops. Yeah. I think you and I are both extended universe guys mm -hmm. for Star Wars. So like little bits all over the place to like form the overall galactic picture is something yeah. I think both of us enjoy more than big story focused on a very specific couple of people. Rogue One is um, one of my favorite movies in any genre over the last number of years. It's just, it was so good to watch and it's one I do rewatch. It's really fun. And of course, as we're speaking, the third episode of the Mandalorian uh, dropped a couple days ago and, yeah, uh, we've been it's good. Yeah, we've been sucking those up just as, as soon as as soon yep. as they show up, we grab them. Yep. Um, they're so good. Uh, so yeah, that extended universe is is really is really fun. And I, the game has continued to throw, starting to throw combinations of enemies at me, which are making me, yep. uh, you know, use more advanced tactics. And I think that's why I'm feeling better. Is I'm. I'm now using the dodge properly as opposed to the dodge roll all the time. And I'm finding what I can and can't parry and, um, getting those perfect evades, uh, really it, it, you feel like you're really accomplishing something by hitting a button at a good time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I'll, I'll pull off of that cause I've, I've talked and fallen over the last few. Um, I, I played through a little bit of, uh, Pikmin 3, which was originally on the Wii U, and they've now ported up to yeah. the Switch. Nice. I played a little bit of that back in the day. What yeah. do you think? I like it. It's fun. I rem I played the first one on GameCube uh, with a friend down the road, which was, you know, early 2000s, I believe. And mm -hmm. um, I mostly watched, and I didn't really <laughs> didn't get the appeal of it. Um, maybe it's just because I'm getting older or or what, but... Um, now that there are multiple, uh, multiple main characters, you could say, uh, it looks like, um, looks like something I might be able to sit down and, and play with, uh, you know, with the family, uh, from time nice. to time. And it's, it's a fun kind of, uh, resource management, but you really, they, they make you feel very connected with the characters. Um, uh, for those who, everyone knows Pikmin, but it's a, it's a, it's like an adventure puzzle game. It's kind of a three-quarter overhead um, kind of RTS uh, management yeah, sim. I was about to suggest that. Yeah, it's RTS where you're above it and you're like moving around individual units, but they're all little mm -hmm. like plant people. Yeah, and it's it's really fun because you there's just enough different mechanics uh, to make the puzzles interesting, but not too hard. As mm -hmm. long as you, if you stop paying attention, it'll punish you. Uh, cause there is a, you are timed. There are a number of days that only go a few, you know, a few minutes and you need to get a lot of work done in a very short amount of time. And you're managing after a very short period, you have multiple, well, you know, we'll call them hero units that have smaller units under them of different types. And, you know, this key goes to this lock and this key goes to that lock. Yeah. And, you know, balancing your amount of each for what you're going to be up against and using them, you know, their different skills in different ways. It, it's engaging a different part of my brain. So going between Fallen Order and Pikmin has been 
kind of a fun way of engaging yeah. my brain differently. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to spend a little bit, a little bit more time with that. Um, I think in the next couple of weeks, cause it's going to be a good kind of hang back and relax. Um, but stay engaged sort of a game, you know, less somewhere between a clicker and an action game. Yeah. That sounds kind of like us. Yeah. Or at least me do an apex and a card game that takes one hand on a mouse for me and uh far slower brain cells yeah i think i kind of picked that up from from erin over the last few weeks is that's what she does she has a she has like a like a clicker like a mobile game that she can kick back and relax and play or (laughs) something more active like apex with uh with all the uh all you folks out there um, yeah. and I'm like, you know what, that sounds good instead of my usual, just, you know, have a whole bunch of games that I kind of play to two that complement each other and, and move from there. Um, but I do have something that should be showing up in the next day or two, um, that will take some time, uh, but in a very different way, I ordered a ring fit adventure. Oh, we have that. Yeah, how do you talked do? about it? Yeah, uh, I'll I'll be looking forward to talking to it uh, more next week. Uh, yeah, but okay. how do you like it? What's kind of your ten thousand foot view of the game? Because I, you know, with all the uh, gyms still kind of closed, uh, it's going to be a while till I can get out and do stuff. You know, it's it, now that it's raining here in the Pacific Northwest, there's not a lot of mountain biking and motocross to go around. So I need something to do. Mm-hmm. So. It- it might fit you better than it fits us. So, yeah, let's go. It, it'll work you pretty well. It's surprisingly well for a video game. Uh, I think other attempts at it in the past, unlike the Wii, uh, weren't quite up to snuff. At the same time, uh, Aaron and I got real lazy and we haven't used it in a long time. Is so. it? But is that the game or is it the I don't feel like burning calories right now? It's the I don't feel like burning yeah, calories. Yeah, okay. And then you're like, ah, I'll just play a regular video game. It's not and, that interesting of a video game. Um, it's definitely more of a workout than a video game. So, My problem with, with working out is, for me, it's not the working out. I'm fine with, with that. It's the boredom. I get just so bored. Oh, um, yeah. and I need some tunes. And the problem is, I rarely have the proper structure um, because I can't. I can't work with like a Zoom one where someone's making sure I do the exercises oh, yeah. right, and I just feel, you know, I feel judged. That's just how I am. Um, I just can't. I can't do that, and so I have to. I'm only responsible to myself. At which case. I don't care if I just go grab uh, a hostess cupcake and sit and watch TV instead. Yeah. So, but this will give me the idea is to give us some structure along with what we're doing and some entertainment at the same time because you can only listen to the same Spotify playlist on the uh, treadmill for so long. That's why you need you need hour long podcasts that come out weekly. every, every two weeks on Thursdays. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, every two weeks on Thursday. And you just get enough podcasts that you've you got one coming out every day of the week. Yeah, I'm, I'm, or, I'm there, but I do those at work. And so it, oh, it's yeah. listening to that, it makes me feel like I'm back at work. So I painted oh, myself no. into a corner, guys. You have. You've, <laughs> you've completely conditioned yourself to associate podcasts with work. 
Yeah. Uh, I, what you need to do is play that. Switch on like a bike. Ooh. Or, you know, use the Ring Fit. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess they did make a thing that I bought with money to to do that. To do that would do that, huh? I should probably do that. Um, <laughs> At least try it yeah. out. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. I intend to. I intend to, to give it uh, a good whirl because um, yeah. you know, a little little exercise can't hurt me. Uh, well, that's not true. Um, not likely to hurt me. Not likely to hurt you. Um, and the fact that it has a little bit of a uh, little bit of Pokemon battling going on. Um, it's pretty light, though. When you yeah, get it, but it's... just basic structure. There's not yeah. a not a full game, but more than uh, we fit had. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm led to believe. From the people I know who have actually kept up with it, it is something they were able to use to get fit fitter. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a motivation thing for me. It's it's you know I feel mm-hmm. like I can. I'm oh I'm playing. I'm not just working out. I'm playing a game. I'm I'm accomplishing something other than yeah. just incremental health upgrades mm-hmm. makes me think of the heart, heart containers mm-hmm. i'm just uh going to increase my my health <laughs> uh it's it's uh never make constitution your dump stat it's never a good idea it's never worth it no nope even even true. for a wizard you need some some con to <laughs> do squishy do squishy um, yeah, that's, that's most of what I've been doing other than that, uh, more classic stuff. Um, I've been playing more Aladdin and the Lion King on the SNES, oh, joy. Yeah. which are fun. Aladdin, I got stuck for a very long time. You remember in the movie Aladdin when they have to escape the, um, the, the cave towards the beginning with the lava mm-hmm. coming out after that level is really annoying because you're on the carpet side scroller, but, uh. You have to weave up and down from these rock outcroppings. But the problem is they're a different, you know, you can always tell the background from the foreground, but this one, the color and texture of the rock outcroppings are closer to the background than the foreground. <laughs> and then, so it's hard in the wrong kind of way. Exactly. And then there's like a, a, a third depth like there's a there's a background which is nothing it's just you know visual then there's these up and down layers of of rocks that you know kind of just steer you up and down in a in a in a jigsaw fashion and then there's you and then at the closest depth that covers all these rocks and covers everything is this giant wave of lava that is never consistent Hmm. Um, you know, sometimes it goes a little higher, sometimes it goes a little faster, but dips lower. And so, and since that's not enough, they throw boulders straight down. Um, and finding the exact right path and then knowing, cause big, beautiful sprites, but that also means that on a screen, if your sprite is big, you have less room to maneuver without touching and having, you know, uh, hit detection, and collision detection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it makes it really fine motor skills on a SNES D-pad um, with only so many, you know, different directions of, uh, of travel because there are only so many contactors in it. And it goes pretty fast, not F-Zero fast, but pretty fast. Um, so, yeah, beautiful game, fun game. Do recommend. Some levels are hard. Yeah. Um, 
And Lion, Lion King's ridiculous. Old games. Um, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, uh, Aladdin is made by Capcom, and the music is one of the best. Oh, so okay. definitely check that out. But Lion King was made by uh, uh, Virgin, the, the people that make the uh, space planes and the aeroplanes. Uh, like Virgin Galactic, those those people, the people that make phones. What? Yeah. Oh. So, because okay. that guy was into into everything, so he made the yeah. they made the SNES version of Lion King, which, again, the music is really good. Uh, the visuals look almost like a Genesis kind of coloring to mm. it. Um, but I, I recommend looking it up. It's really neat looking, uh, good good sounds, um, but it doesn't control super good and. It's not a it's not a good slope of difficulty. It has these random spikes every few levels that are near impossible to get past. Mm. Um, and again, the controls are weirdly slow and floaty at times. Mm. Um, so kind of slogging through that. Um, uh, Aladdin, I recommend uh, way way more. Um, mm-hmm. But I've been going through the different Forza games, because I have the original and I have number four, which I believe we're up to seven or eight now. And so I've been going back through the different um, iterations of the Forza Motorsport games. Wow. Uh, How's that? That, it's interesting. Uh, I've played a lot of Forza 1 in the last few days, and I found myself in the middle of a race having two thoughts at the same time. First of all, you know, it's hard to see some of some of the the visuals. Uh, it can be hard to parse a wall from yeah. the corner of the wall, um, just <laughs> okay. because of you know non HD. But uh, mid corner, I'm holding uh, a nice drift in a car that I was able to tweak and modify to very specific specifications and really get it to work the way I want. And I was thinking, this is the first one. You know, a lot of games when they start like Gran Turismo 1 or uh, GTA, the first one, like these are not games you can still play um, with any uh, any amount of enjoyment. But this game holds up. It's yeah. the original Xbox. It was still fun to play, and I look forward to going back and doing more. And when Sorry, I went to Forza 4, Motorsport 4 for the 360, it was it felt the same, but just slightly sharpened but what mm-hmm. you notice is the you know the menus uh look better and feel better um and the the cars are just more detailed uh and you know the the racetrack the, all the buildings around and the grass and, and the colors are more vibrant but it feels mostly the same uh hmm. it's like they hit on That's a cool. good feel like mario you know any uh, like 3d world still feels good like uh you know super mario world did they they hit on a good mm-hmm. jump physics uh even back then and so they just kind of update it visually and come up with some new ideas but you know they they got something right off the bat and they've held to that and i feel that yeah. the best forza games are are still that they all feel the same for the most part but they give you more, more modification uh, capabilities. But I was shocked with how much 
there was, there's like 160 or 170 cars in the first one. Wow. You know, there's yeah. uh, nowhere clear close to the, you know, three or 400 in the more modern ones, but. Um, Still, yeah, that's impressive for their first outing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of, of all the games I've been playing, it's one of the, it holds up one of the best uh, if you compare them to a modern game. Yeah, that's a long-winded version of my last couple of weeks. Just, you know, uh, 15 minutes here and there, and I'm able to get get through quite a bit. Yeah. You guys have any questions on the litany of uh, of uh, stuff are, there? Are you going to actually try and get through The Lion King? Like, you're going to just keep torturing yourself with that one? Uh, I For now, I haven't given up. And uh, <laughs> as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, my wife and I do uh, every Wednesday – we sit down and we we play uh, old old games, and you know I only have uh, eight SNES okay. cards right now. Uh, so yeah. you know, and you know I, I don't really feel like playing Mech Warrior most of the time because <laughs> it's a weird isometric game. I'll I'll bring that sometime, but it's one of the better ones as far as just simplicity. That's fair. Okay. Uh, and you know I play until I get a game over. And then I hand it to uh, my wonderful wife, and she plays until until she has a game over, and that kind of gives you enough time to <laughs> to kind of bring it bring Wind it back down. in. Like when we would yeah. play GTA okay. Four, you know, and you get five stars, and then when you lose, then you would pass to someone else. By the time it came back to you, you had you had recovered from uh, from what it took from you. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Interesting uh, way of powering through those old hard platformers yep yep well if that's if that's uh no other questions well all the usual stuff um if you are like me and have a myriad of interests and you like uh cars and uh automotive related things uh garage night is back to every other week um so it complements this show the uh, opposing thursday and that's that's garage night everywhere that this is. Um, other than that, uh, ratings and reviews is how we're going to get uh, get get the show out to more people, uh, so that they will also listen and enjoy. And um, all the ways you can contact us are are in the show notes. Um, we love to hear from from uh, everyone who listens. I I enjoy it so. Um, if there's uh, nothing else, uh, then I think we can tell the nice folks uh, to have a good night. Yeah, we probably can. We'll tell them have a bad night. Well, if they listen to this, it might be a bad night. I don't, you know, <laughs> not, I don't, I don't want to say <laughs> that people are enjoying it. We we, yeah. we we wish you all the best. We truly do. We do. We do. We do. We do. We do.